Welcome to the Ingrained and Balanced Podcast, a place where busy adults can find the knowledge and inspiration to get back on track to living a healthier, well-balanced lifestyle. All right, guys, here we go. Marty, I got our friend Micah here with us, man. We're so lucky to have you, buddy. Thanks again for joining us, man. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to see. How's it going on your end? It's great. It's beautiful. I, I live on Maui. I was born and raised here, and I get the pleasure of seeing this beautiful island every day. I know it's a sad story. It's a sad story. <laughs> nice, sad nice. for us. Yeah. I'm actually going to switch to my couch so you can listen to me from my couch as I cry about it. But, uh, <laughs> That's great. That's uh, great. It's great. We've got beautiful weather, beautiful waves. Uh, they're about to look, set off with the Eddie Aikau on, on Sunday, which is a very prestigious big wave event that takes place only when the waves get x amount large and the conditions all kind of tie together so we're really excited for that and yeah we're just super blessed to be on this island for sure awesome awesome this is just random but how did you guys have to deal with that whole atmosphere atmospheric river thing that the count you know the west coast had to deal with all those flooding did you guys that affect your surfing make it better worse or you didn't have an impact so they call that the Pineapple Express. And the way it passes us, it just gives us remarkable weather. So while California just got hammered with, I don't even know how many inches of rain, we saw blue skies, no wind, and really, really pretty waves. So it was really the, we were on the backside of that system, experiencing like everything great about it. Before we jump into to uncle's, uncle's movement, tell us, can you take a few minutes and tell us like how you are you from Hawaii? Did you end up there? Like just give a little bit of your background and your story. Yeah, so I was born and raised here. My parents both moved here when they were in their, I think they're both 19. My dad chased my mom over here and then they then he chased her to the big island and then they came back to Maui and got married and had me. And yeah, so I, I was born and raised here. I grew up but then they divorced when I was five. So I grew up in Haiku, which is near the ocean, as well as Keokea, which is up high in the mountain. So by default, when I was living with my mother, I was kind of far away from the ocean. So I spent a lot of time playing traditional sports. And then on the weekends, I would go down and visit my dad and surf. So that was kind of my breakup of lifestyle as a kid growing up. I, I went to school up in Kula near my, my mom and yeah, kind of as I got older, I was like, all right, I want to be near the ocean as much as I humanly can. So I talked them into letting me stay in haiku with my father the full time. And that's kind of how it worked. It's very rare, especially for, I don't know about you, Marty, but anybody I've ever talked to um, that live there or whatever, they're transplants, you know, they, nobody was from there. So it's a unique opportunity to actually talk to somebody. And, and again, as we're going to get into uncle's movement, because when you told me kind of the backstory and the meaning behind it, it was very cool and very, just kind of interesting. And, and I'm like, we got to have this guy on for a conversation, if anything, just to hang out, man, and <laughs> bring our stress levels down, man. And I know you have a, a marketing background. How did you go from, you know, like living this surf style life, you know, and living in Hawaii to getting into marketing? What was the kind of catalyst for that? So I, I took my surfing to a level where I, I actually went pro and I got paid to surf for about 15 years. And my first sponsor I ever had was Dakine. And Dakine started right down the street from my house. Like there, it originally started on Maui. So as a kid, it was just, you know, I want to ride for Dakine. And then one of the older guys 
introduced me and made that happen. And I started writing for the kind probably at the age of 11. And as my career developed, it was they were a part of my life. And then as my career started to become more of a question, I was like, all right, well, I had this epiphany really when I was like 26. So I was like, oh man, I, I, I probably should start kind of looking into what's the next you know, phase of my life, you know, this career is going to last only so long and I don't want to really be caught with my pants down. I approached the kind and I was like, Hey, I know for a fact you guys need a team manager because it's impossible to get a hold of someone. Um, would, would you consider letting me do that? And my boss at the time was like, absolutely. It's like, all right, but he's like, but we don't have budget for it. So I'll have to just get back to you on that. I was like, all right, well, that's not a no. So that's great. I continued with my uh, career, and I mean, it was probably like a month or two later. I was on the North Shore of Oahu, and you know, the, the, the winter time—that's where I'd spend most of my time. And uh, I got a call from him, and he's like, "When's the soonest you can come to California to, to you know officially interview?" I was like, "I'll come tomorrow." So I flew out like that night, and I was like, I, "I've kn- I've known my boss for years at this point, so I was like, well, do I dress formally? What do I do? Like, you know, the kind is pretty laid back, and." So I put on a button that button down shirt and I think I was wearing board shorts and slippers. And he was like, I'm so impressed you dressed up for this. <laughs> you were on brand though, right? <laughs> I was on brand. Yeah, you I was on brand. So so that's I so I started off as the team manager and I was also still surfing. My career was still, you know, I was still getting paid by other sponsors. So I was it was a transitional period and uh it just continued to transition to the point where I was like, okay, well. I'm not getting paid by my sponsors anymore and I want to try to do something more with the kind. So, you know, over the years, it transitioned from like a team manager to the, you know, marketing director. It was, yeah, 22 years with the brand. 22 years. You know, it's just a really quick inside story. So my son is a big extreme sports guy. His passion is primarily snowboarding, you know, and uh, he went to school for advertising, but he's not in the industry right now. And I always tell him because he's trying to find his way and I'm like, just go for what you're passionate about. The most the thing you're most passionate about is snowboarding. Just reach out to a brand. And if you got to do something, but you all they could do is say no, right? So that story you just gave is so great. I love it. I love it for any young person out there or anybody that's maybe even thinking about transitioning or changing their career, right? You just got to go for it. And you're a yeah. perfect example. I love it. Especially when you're young. It's much yeah. easier, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't before, have you have kids, before you have responsibility, before you have to make all the payments, yeah, yeah, that's when you pursue your passion and go for it. Give it a shot. Go for it, man. All I can do is say no, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and at you- the time, it seems so stressful. I'm like, oh my God. But now, like in hindsight, with the family and, you know, full-time responsibilities of adulting, you're just like, yeah, that was a cakewalk. But thanks for sharing that with us. I guess now we can kind of dive in a little bit in, in regards to our health and wellness part of this whole conversation, right? Is, is after you started getting out of competitive surfing, right? And getting maybe dealing with the corporate world and where you were going, you know, next in your life, what's changed as it relates to getting older? Is your workout routines the same as when you were surfing or? It wasn't like I had this strict diet or workout regime. Like I, literally just surfed I, I you know i was young i was stupid i i had a fair amount of my my booze and eating mcdonald's and just eating you know we i wasn't like a well-paid pro surfer so budget was a big deal to be honest i didn't really have that aha moment about my health until like 
not even eight months ago. I mean, I've I've always been relatively in shape, you know, minus love handles and you know just being a little bit lax in in my diet, uh, a lot of carbs and sugar and desserts and all that fun stuff. When you're 20 years old, if you're active, like you're going to be in good shape. Like you don't, you can eat McDonald's, you can get away with that stuff. You can be a professional athlete. There's lots of professional athletes that eat McDonald's and perform at ridiculously high levels. They would perform at higher levels if they didn't, but you can get away with that stuff. So what I hear you now is there was an aha moment where maybe just being active wasn't uh, wasn't enough for you. It wasn't enough because I'm very active. I so surfing is my passion, but. I, I love a lot of sports, to be honest. I love tennis is a very, very close second for me. I love jujitsu and MMA, Muay Thai, uh, mountain biking. I'll, I love to snowboard. You know, I, I, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm completely addicted to that lifestyle, but, but I would counter it with daily drinking straight up like two to three cocktails a night every single day. And, uh, and, and then eating carelessly, like, you know, I, I haven't had fast food. I completely took out fast food out of my diet years ago. I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time. However, carbs are carbs, sugar, sugar, you know, like you, but it's, it's very easy to still just grind things that taste delicious, but aren't necessarily good for you. My family and I went to Europe for two weeks and we went to Paris and parts of Italy and obviously food there is amazing and they drink wine all day so I was like you know when in Rome and I was like sure I'll have wine for breakfast that person is I came back and I jumped on the scale and I was just like whoa okay crap this is the most I've ever weighed in my life and it was like one of those like okay I cannot get used to this because then this is going to be my my new weight and then two years from now, I'm going to jump up another 10 pounds. So kind of out of the blue, yes, I, I made mention to my wife, like, holy smokes, I weigh this much right now. I was like 205. So I told my wife, I'm like, holy smokes, I'm, I've, I've hit a record with my weight. And she's like, really? You know, so one morning I'm drinking my coffee and uh, she's like, we're going on a diet. I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, yes starting today because i hadn't eaten anything and i was like all right i'm in what does this entail she's like no drinking staring at her like really <laughs> she's like no no carbs and you know you're gonna hit the brakes on sugar wheat we're gonna hit the brakes on sugar and i was like all right i'm in i need to lose this weight i needed that little kick in the ass let's do this and uh i i we did we did it with the exception of having one treat day a week where we could kind of splurge and I could have a cocktail or two and create a little balance. So I wasn't completely ruling it out. And up until that point, I had it not had like a drink nightly for, unless I was just sick. Like if I had like a bad flu or a cold or something, I wouldn't drink. But otherwise I'd have a, I'd drink every single night, not to the point where I'd get drunk, but I would drink. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm up for this challenge. I did a month break, maybe like five months prior. I did like a sober month. I forgot what month it was, but, and it felt great. So I did it and it was like, whoa, I'm sleeping much better. It took a little while for the weight to start to wear off. You know, it wasn't happening as quick as I hoped, but all of a sudden 
like three months later, I was starting to see the results, like where it was like people are coming up to me going, You lost a lot of weight. I'm like, Yes, uh, that is such music to my ears. I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I I don't miss alcohol. Like and when I would have that treat night, I'd feel like shit the next day. Pardon me. I've I wouldn't I'd feel horrible the next day. The the alcohol and I would and I would sleep poorly that night too. So I was like, okay, this is like a blessing in disguise where I, I needed to like firsthand experience what the results will be versus what I'll be told. And and it was like a game changer. And it just really reset my mindset. Like where I was like, I don't need booze every night. I don't need it to go to sleep, which I thought I did. I thought it was more of a medication where it would help me relax and I'd fall asleep. Ironically, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd have a hard time falling back asleep because it's probably processing the booze and the sugars. And Your wife said, hey, we're going to go on a diet, which when I hear that, and I know when Lonnie hears that, it makes us like, we're like, we wince a little bit because we're, we don't love the idea of like temporary diets. But it sounds like it was eight months ago that you went on this diet and you made it a diet, it sounds like, or a, a, you know, a change that is, you know, something that you can live with, right? So you have a cheat day, you know, you, you forgive yourself if you, if you do something, you know, if you can have a drink. So you, it sounds more like, Hey, this is something that I've integrated and this is now part of my lifestyle. This is how I live. Is that, is that accurate? That's accurate. Yes. Which I personally never thought would be possible. I, I thought, all right, I'm a low tiered alcoholic. You know, it doesn't change my behavioral patterns at home. So it's okay. But I was dependent. And yeah, and now it's been like eight months and it's like, I don't care if I don't drink. It feels great. Like there's no dependency. It's really liberating. And I, I wasn't sure if I would ever achieve that. And I was just like, whoa, I can do this, you know? And it was anyone can, obviously. And then that's, that's such a cliche. Anyone could do it if you put your mind to it until you have to do it yourself and really get into the weeds of it. And then once you do realize that you can, it's like, like I said, it's very liberating. You looked at something objective, right? The scale doesn't lie. You know in your head how tall you went. You know how much you've weighed throughout your life and how you felt at different weights. And for one reason or another, probably you had some thought that, you know what, I've eaten too much. Maybe I should cut back a little bit. Maybe, you know. And so you stepped on the scale. And if it's anything like what happened to me at one point in my life, you were like, oh, wow. Like, I've never thought of myself this way. Like, I've never thought of myself as being in this kind of condition. And you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't, I don't look that good. Like, yeah, this is not who I ever wanted to be. Right. And so now you have a reason to change your habits, right? To develop, or in this case, to develop new habits, which is awesome. I mean, that's how it worked for me because I was the same way. I was, you know, we call it a, a you know, you said a low grade. I think you said a low grade alcohol. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, I, but I, I don't know, know if there's an actual term. It, I just kind of, no, but was, that, there, I get it. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a point in my life at, you know, I, I had a jujitsu, uh, injury, uh, like torn ACL and, and, uh, I, so I didn't go back. I wasn't active. I didn't, I, I sort of dropped jujitsu. Uh, I just, you know, I was like, ah, I don't want to get hurt. I, 
And it was, you know, some other things in my life where I just didn't feel great about where I was. And so, yeah, I, you know, I started out, you know, having a couple of light beers every night, you know, and I'd always had, you know, and sometimes to drink socially. And I was always, you know, a beer drinker. I right? so never hard alcohol, just beer drinker and particularly light beer. And then, and then, you know what? Ah, you know what? This, this, this Pilsner Cal, this really tastes good. This is, this is actually better, more satisfying. So let me, let me switch. I have a couple of Pilsner Cal's now, you know? And so all of a sudden, you know, I start out two or three and then all of a sudden I'm like, it's close to six packs, a six pack a day. Like, and that's high calorie and that's a lot of alcohol. And yeah, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't every day, but like a fair number of nights. And, you know, that wasn't good. And I consider, I, I thought of myself like, you know, when you, when your doctor asks you, like, oh, how many drinks do you have? You know, and you lie. You're like, oh, maybe, you know, 10 or so. And doctor's like, oh, well, you should try to cut that down. That's too much. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit. He really knew how much I would like that. <laughs> Everybody <know>? downplays <laughs> that, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, slowly, I didn't make this change the same way you, you made the change. You were just like, hey, I'm going to cut this out or I'm going to, I'm not going to cut it out. I am going to dramatically reduce this. Mine, I went back, I saw a trainer. I started beating myself up, realizing, wow, I am way out of shape. Like, I I can't believe I let myself get out this far out of shape. And then started talking to him about, well, this is what I do. And he's like, well, why don't you start cutting back on this? You know, why don't you try to drink a little bit less? You know, because if you drink a little bit less, maybe you're going to pass on that ice cream they have late at night too. And so, that's how I did it. I like, I went back to light beer, then I went back to less, and then I cut out the ice cream. And I, so, you know, different things work for different people, but I, I, you know, I am, I am so glad to hear that this is working for you and you've made so, like, such a positive change in your lifestyle. Yeah, it feels great. I honestly, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like trying to explain to someone about a wave you caught that doesn't serve. They're like, Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds exciting. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more to it, but yeah, no, it's great. Rewind it back during COVID during the first, like in 2020, I, I got hammered by anxiety and, uh, just having a really tough time sleeping. Just we were locked at home. I mean, wow, I, I was locked at home on Maui, I guess, Crimea River. But you know, your when your lifestyle gets altered, it it doesn't matter where you're at. You know, you, you're gonna be affected however you do. And I went through the gamut with anxiety and uh, and and really having a lot of trouble sleeping. And so I, I, I talked to a couple of therapists and then I ended up really connecting with a life coach who wasn't even a licensed therapist. And she was like, how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? I'm like, probably two to four. And she's like, okay. She's like, how much alcohol do you drink? And I was like, I told her. She's like, well, my suggestion immediately is to stop all of that and, and, and just cut it out. And I was like, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> really? Is there another alternative? Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. extreme. What's plan yeah. B? Yeah, right. It was about five weeks of this, and it was, it was, it sucked. I was kind of going through this emotional hell. But I stopped drinking coffee. However, I have one cup of caffeinated coffee every morning, but that's it now. I, I so from just drinking 
you know, like in the afternoon, like a cup of coffee sounds great. That's just out of the question. And then uh, the drinking part, I didn't cut out till later, right? I, I slowed it down for the sake of her request. But, I, but during that period where I was going through just, yeah, w- whatever it was, the coffee was a big factor as well. So I really hit the brakes on the caffeine. And like, I don't typically drink soda or any other type of caffeine during the day. And that was another game changer in my life as far as me being a healthier person and just functioning at a level where I was very comfortable. The coffee part I I put away in 2020 where I just have one cup of caffeinated a day. And then, uh, and then the drinking obviously took a little longer before I or exited out or, or, or narrowed it down tremendously. So, but the caffeine too was a big one. I didn't realize it. Uh, and it just, it's not like I needed the caffeine. I just love the taste of coffee, you know, the, the conditioning of it, just smelling it perks you up and all that fun stuff. But, uh, that was another one too, where I was like, okay, I, I had to, it's all everything as you get older, right? Moderation. That's balance. Life, the, the key to life is balance. And I, I was offset big time. So, you know, sometimes you got to learn the hard way in order to really have it change your lifestyle. So it was a, at that point I was like, okay, this helped and I'm okay with having a cup of coffee in the morning. That's I'm, I don't need more than that. So that was, that was super helpful too. Yeah. I'm actually a big coffee person. So I'm right there with you. I, a couple years ago, I decided to try uh, to completely change my eating habits. I went plant-based uh, for many different reasons. And one of them was to see if I would help, um, you know, with my energy levels in the afternoon, because I was drinking two to three cups of coffee at that, for that, get over that midday hump, right around two or three o'clock. And it was a game changer for me. Every now and then I will still have a cup of coffee, but I no longer do it every day. I might do it one or two days out of the week. So it's, it's definitely gotten a lot better for me. So I could definitely relate to that as it, means changing certain things in your life to address vices that you have that maybe somebody's um, recognized that could change your life. So um, that's good stuff. You know, to each his own, and that's the uncle's movement. You know, it's we, the whole idea is to encourage you to be a better person, but that doesn't look the same for everyone. You know, and if, it may not mean cut alcohol out of your life, but just moderate it, find the balance. You know, it, if it's sugar or caffeine or Whatever it is, just find your balance and just so that you're stepping forward in the right direction. Obviously, this brand you've created, it's unbelievable. But tell us about the the movement itself. Cool. Well, the idea started, so I was the marketing director at the kind. So the whole, the, all the years I've been working for the brand, the idea was to really captivate the younger audience and that, that kind of like 15 to 30 year old, right? Like if you win that demographic, by the halo effect, you kind of win the olders and the youngers. They're they're just they're they're influenced by that focused demographic, and that was just the way we were programmed to market, which absolutely makes sense. As I was doing all this marketing for the younger generations, I would I would put out this post of myself on my own social media, kind of almost like a joke, like. It was like, okay, I'm not a kid anymore. So I'm like considered an uncle. I, I, all these kids would always call me Uncle Michael. Uncle Michael, can I get a leash? Can I get it? Blah, blah, blah. So I, I was like, the uncle's movement. And I'm going to, you know, and I tag myself if I had a cool shot or a great wave. And I would just tag uncle's movement. And 
the the idea behind it at the time was more just like it was just kind of funny in a sense, ironic, I guess, because we're still in we're in our older age, but we're still trying to go out there and rip and you know feel good about ourselves and give it our all. And uh, and my friends would start tagging as well with their with fo- their posts, and and I was like, yeah, okay, I, this is cool. You know, I, then I just I had one of those aha moments. I was like, you know what? There's there's really not too many brands out there that are trying to speak to the middle age and and give them the encouragement they need. We're kind of a forgotten, and it's not even middle age; it's middle age and beyond. So the idea is, the uncles movement is basically it's it's a it represents the mindset of like never stop, never stop doing the things you love, never stop loving, never stop living, living healthy. Mental awareness is just as key as physical awareness. Uh, never stop laughing. I've just learned in my life that laughing is just so healthy. I, I, you know, I try to, I go to sleep on my iPad, watching something funny every single night where I, I'll laugh a few times before I get tired and shut it down. And that's just me. I'm not saying everyone should try that, but laughing for me, I've, you know, I've been through some stuff in my life through, you know, that's that's another podcast but i felt like laughing has always been such a healing and it's so easy you know if you can just get yourself to like wholeheartedly start laughing it's just such a good feeling that's so healthy um so i was like i wanted to really bring that into the mindset where i want to build this brand where it encourages middle-aged men and beyond to never throw in the top it's just we've we've got all our own particular issues whether there's bodily you know, where your knees, your elbows, joints, uh, your heart. We, we've all got issues. I mean, undeniably. As you get older, they start to creep on more and more. However, it's not the end of the world. You can correct them. You can identify them. And you can work at trying to better them so that you can continue to live the life you'd like to live. I'm all, that doesn't necessarily come without trying. You have to give it the proper attention it deserves in order to do that. So it's really, it just, it stands for a form of encouragement and and uh an excitement to drive people to just be a better person just to you know every day whether it's just 1% or even less but you 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 wake up and you're like I'm going to be better than I was yesterday and whatever that looks like is is a case by case but it's it's really held me accountable because I kind of had to practice what I preach you know if I'm going to talk about all this I have to also live this lifestyle I can't be you know, not a lot of people will know unless they personally see me physically, but it's like, they will, they'll know, and I'll know. And hypocrisy is just a nasty thing, and I don't want to have anything to do with it. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to preach this. <laughs> right. Got to walk the and walk, I'm, right? Yeah. I'm going to walk <laughs> the <exactly>. walk. <laughs> so. You're walking out on the plank. There's, there's no way back, right? <laughs> totally. But it's like, it's the greatest way to, it's transformed my life in such a great way. I'm in the best shape I've been in since my 20s. I, I have a ton of energy. I know I just feel great. I mean, my, I have had two knee surgeries on my right knee because of jujitsu. Like I, I feel your pain there. It is what it is. Like you got to okay. So my knee has issues. I don't have a, a medial meniscus on my right knee. It's pretty much gone now at this point. But it's I have to strengthen everything around it to keep it strong so I can continue doing what I love to do. Yeah, I guess I use that as a template as far as the ethos of the brand and really just firing people up to just, you know, look at themselves in the mirror and be like, let's do this. Yeah. I, I love your mantra. I use it all the time. It's age is just a number, right? 
I've been using that forever. I mean, and, and you just, obviously we talk about this all the time mindset. I tell people that are, you know, maybe haven't worked out in years or whatever the case may be there to ask my opinion or advice on something. I'm like, first thing that I do is just change the way you think about things. How do you define, you touched on this earlier. It's how do you define what is fun? You know, what's, what used to be fun for you in your twenties and thirties probably, or it shouldn't at least be the same kind of enjoyment you're getting in your forties and fifties. So once you address what you think is fun and what your body should look, feel like, and how you, you know, are you around how you are around other people and how you reduce stress, you have to address that mindset. Once you put yourself in the right mindset, you'd be surprised. Then you're going to start being more proactive and finding the resources, right? To do what you need to do for your particular situation to live a a more well-balanced life, right? So it starts with something and age is just a number. It's fantastic. I love it. I think that applies more to the, the older guys, you know, as far as like really embracing it. The reality is it's, it doesn't matter what age you are. Like if you, if you don't, if you look at it like, okay, I'm this many years old. So what? Game on. Let's do this. That's just, I'm going to do that till the day I die, you know, cause I want to play and love and live as well as I can till the day I, I leave this planet. So, you know, and that comes with responsibility. You can't just do it carelessly. So it's, you know, it's a structural breakdown of just trying to be a better you. And I, I love and I appreciate that you, you know, you talk about when COVID hit, hey, you know, I had some challenges, right? So I struggled a little bit. That's, you know, and, and I can relate to that. I didn't, I'll be honest, it, like COVID didn't really affect me. I mean, it affected all of us, but in, in terms of like, you know, psychologically, even though I, it, it caused me financially like a bunch of problems, like, like psychologically, it, it didn't trigger my anxiety. It didn't do that. But when 9 11 hit, I was, I grew up on the East Coast and, um, that hit me like unbelievably hard to the point where the only time in my life where I took anti anxiety medication, I literally like, I was, I was not in good shape, you know, and that's, that's a scary thing. It's the only time that, that I, I went to a, a, uh, psychiatrist with the, intention of hey like i think i need something to get through these next couple of weeks you know and and it's it's you know it's it's, it's it doesn't feel good and as as men right as as guys especially we think you know we're like probably like to think of ourselves as alpha male right we're like we're active we do stuff we're leaders you know to admit that hey i struggled mentally with something like eh, you know it's just beginning to kind of sort of be okay like okay like now you can do that but we weren't raised that way i know i wasn't raised that way so i appreciate you you know sharing that with us because you know it's it uh we struggle just as much as anybody else struggles and and i make a point to talk about that in my social media that you don't need to be macho to like get in touch with your feelings or share like i i someone passed away they took their life just recently that i knew I immediately put a post out like look no matter what you're dealing with you don't even realize how many more people love you than you think and all you have to do is just get on the phone and reach out to someone or just just touch base with someone and that'll help so much like don't be afraid don't harbor your feelings it's yeah i i you know because you're right you know that was a generational thing where it was embarrassing to say i went to a therapist he must be crazy it's like no it's a matter of fact 
Yeah, I am a little bit, but you know. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I associated that when I was a kid, or right? and I think that was, you know, certainly, you know, where I grew up on the East Coast, like it, even not as much crazy like weakness in men, like weakness. you know, weakness for sure, for you sure. Know? Like, what are you mentally weak? Like, what you can't deal with your problems? Like, you know, suck it up. Like, you know, right. like, man up. Right. Yeah, I want to man up, and that's why I'm going to a therapist. Like, because I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to just get through this. I actually want, you know, there's something wrong with the way I'm thinking, wrong with the way I'm talking to myself, wrong with the way I'm, 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 I'm you know, and I want to, I want to get better. I want to fix that, right? And so yeah. I need some help. So yeah, and I got a 14 year old daughter, and she looks up to me, and I want to be that man that she thinks I am, you know. So uh, she's, she, I'm very real with her. I'm like, look, dad's human. I fail, you know, I fail. And I'm straight up with her. You know, like, so I felt like I, I I owed it to her and my wife as much as myself. So yeah, it was it was the first time I'd ever done that. I've never like officially talked to a therapist. And for the watchers out there, if you need, you know, if you need to talk to someone, I absolutely suggest you do it because it's amazing. It's it's game changing. Yeah, if you find the right person, right? So you don't always find the right person. But when you find the right person and you know it, like, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, I struck out a couple of times before I, I felt, okay, this is working. So it's not going to necessarily happen the first time. So for sure. Before we start wrapping up here, Mikey, do you want to take a quick second and tell us a little bit about the website and your brand and which obviously we'll have all the links to your social media handles and the show notes so our, our listeners can check all your stuff out. But uh, if you want to tell us uh, what's going on with that. Yeah. So if you want to check out my website, unclesmovement.com, I have a, a video reel there that really breaks down the explanation of what it stands for. I got a continually got a lot of questions like, how old do you have to be? Do you have to be an actual uncle? So I, I just figured out, I'm going to put in an edit and spell it out for you. And if you feel like this is for you, then come on in. And, and the idea is I do have a big background in the ocean. So there's a lot of that on this on in the marketing. But the reality is this mindset lives everywhere. You know, you I don't care what sport it is or what even if you like power walking, you know, it's just getting out there and pushing yourself. It's the idea is the mindset just you look at maybe you look at a water bottle uh, or a t-shirt and you're like, Yes, I need to step it up today. You know, it encourages you to just be a better you. But uh I do sell a variety of t-shirts. I'm still small. Uh, I have epic water bottles. I have partnered with Mir. They're they're a great double wall insulated container. Uh, and then I have hats and stickers, and I have sun protection tops, loose fit tops on the way. So, you know, my my goal is to build this into a, a like a legitimate global brand. I am going to kind of take the path of that athleisure, kind of that Buori Lululemon. I, you know, I'm very active, and I feel like the people that get involved are the same or want to be the same, and I want to provide them with with a product to get them out there and just, you know, be a better person every day. So be stoked if you checked it out. You follow my Instagram. It's also unclesmovement.com and, and the same with Facebook. And uh, I'm going to be growing it and and seeing where this path takes me. I'm excited. I have some, I've got Edward Norton, Owen Wilson, Woody Harrelson. They all love the brand. They rock my gear. They they Two of them are part-timers on Maui. One likes to visit. and. It's so cool. Like New Year's Eve night, we're all at this party and they're all wearing uncle's movement. 
And I was oh, like, I love it. Very cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, that felt so good. It's like, hey, yeah. what I'm doing is like in my head, it sounds cool. And my, my family and friends think it's cool. But how does the world receive it? And when you got people like that that are down and they're like, I love what you're doing. It's like, okay, they're nearly impossible to impress because they've seen it all. So it's cool. I mean, I, you know, I'm still small potatoes, but, but I'm going to grow and I'm excited to see where this takes me. But I appreciate you guys giving me the time to share about it and share my life story and get to know you two as well. No, listen, I mean, Enjoyed it. I don't know about you, Marty. This is great. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I love this discussion. I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. And before I let you go, I'm going to ask one question that Lonnie should have asked at the beginning of the podcast, but again, he forgot. <laughs> so, and that is, uh, can you give us one healthy habit that you like to start your day off with? Yes. So, if the conditions are nice, I serve. I get up and serve. Just touching the salt water is so therapeutic. It's, I don't know what it is, but once I splash my face, it's just, it's so re revitalizing. It feels amazing. But then also to get really fun waves even supports it further. But I would say on my, my new health kick, I have been kind of doing that intermittent fasting. So I'll have my cup of coffee and then I drink water and then I follow it up with a protein shake, smoothie, not shake, but a smoothie. And I feel like that's really been something that it, it chills my hunger down to lunchtime and I've seen the progress. I mean, I'm, I'm weighing the least amount I've weighed in 25 years. So yeah, just approaching it with the same habit every day has been very fruitful. No pun intended. Is the smoothie fruits and vegetables just fruits or is there like a protein powder or something put in there or is All it just... That. I'll, I'll yeah. Be okay. yeah, I don't know if I'm necessarily like hitting it out of the park with what I, I have. Like I'm not right. a nutritionist, but no, it's, uh, it's it's a mix of kale and fruit and uh, a protein powder. And I add a little bit of oat milk and some yogurt. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it's, it's tasty and it, you know, suppresses my hunger for hours. And uh, I feel like I still get that same energy I need. So yeah, that's one thing I, I appreciate daily. What kind of yogurt do you do you put in there? Because we had somebody on, we had a nutritionist on a little bit ago, and she was going gaga over uh, Greek yogurt and the mm -hmm. benefits of Greek yogurt for gut health. So, is, yeah, is it, yes, is it Greek yogurt that you're putting in there. It is. I'm just saying, it doesn't oh, good. <laughs> God, all right. So you are hitting it out of the park. Look Getting at my that. probiotics. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. You got it. You got it. Yeah, I love it. yeah, it is, and I have to thank my wife for that because she buys it. But yes, it's Greek yogurt. <laughs> right, None of go. that yogurt plate. It's just sugar right. with a side of yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Now, let's really quick. The end of the day, how do you finish? Do you is there a certain time you try not to eat before you go to bed, or is the last meal you try to have every night? Uh, how does that look? Yeah, I try to stop by eight o'clock. Um, and one thing I, I didn't mention is I. I changed my sleeping patterns where I go to bed early too. I, I'm in bed by nine to nine thirty every night, and I get a good eight hours of sleep just about every night now. So it it allows me to wake up before I was with the kind. I would wake up and work along the same hours in California, so you know two hours now, and then later in the year it's three hours behind. So I'd have to get up early, but just getting that getting to bed and getting a full night's sleep too is just amazing. 
it really does help my psyche throughout the day. It's interesting. So eight, nine thirty, you're eating an hour, hour and a half. And it's so interesting the answers that we're getting from people we're talking to about kind of a fasting type of approach where if they're going to bed at nine or ten, they're not eating past six or past right. five. I usually stop at six and I'm in bed, I'm asleep by same nine, nine thirty, sometimes to ten o'clock, but I'm up at five. Um, but that works for me. But if I'm stressed out, I, I'll eat a little peanut butter with a little uh, banana, you know, right before I go to bed and it helps me knock out. Otherwise my mind's racing. I'm thinking about stuff. And, but that's been my little thing I've incorporated lately and it's, it's done wonders. So yeah. And, and my lifestyle and the way I do things like a nutritionist would be like, yeah, some of that's good. Some of that you need to yeah. work on, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but it, if they would have met me eight months ago, that's. Yeah, this, so. these are, you know, the incremental improvements over what we did yesterday are always good, right? We don't need to judge ourselves over perfection, right? We don't, we're not, never going to achieve a perfection. So, you know, are we getting better? Are we feeling better? Like, you yes, know, that's, that's absolutely. The, for me, that's the question that I'm asking. Same. And I, and I do, yes, I do feel like I am, my serving is as strong as it's ever been. I'm learning how to play tennis at a much higher level. I, you know, I, I still loved it. I, I, oh, I forgot to mention this too. So I got during the summer when the waves go bad here, I, I got into this routine where I was, I still am doing beach workouts right in front of our country club. And, uh, I was, I do these, these big hill climbs, sand, sand hill climbs, you run up over and back down the other side. And then you'd swim a, like, basically it's like two Olympic pools length. So you go back and forth however many times. Then I'll stay at one end and then I'll go into the sand and do these core workouts, sit-ups and crunches and push-ups and all these different exercises. And then I'll swim back. And uh, some of the guys at the club are watching me do it. And all of a sudden I had like five guys with me and we called it the uncle's movement workout. And uh, they just, we were on this text thread and you're like, who's showing up today? And we'd have like this group of grown ass men just we're all like running side by side and then we're stretching and, and we're sitting by each other in the sand. And it's pretty cool. Cause you're like just covered in sand by the end of the workout. And it's like, when were you ever able to do that? And like, people are like, what is wrong with you? Sounds so, like some kind of Navy SEAL training, man. <laughs> yeah. It's not as like, intense as I yeah. make it to seem, but it, it, yeah. and, and sometimes I'll do it right at sunset. So when I'm swimming back, I'm just watching the sunset reflect oh. off the water. Fantastic. And it's just, oh, it's so beautiful. Fantastic. So, that's well, something that, else I've added to my routine that I never did in the past that I, I do pretty regularly. So Marty and I are going to have to get out there and do a series, you know, yeah, when, when's our invitation? Do we have an invitation? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, we'll be our little mascots for Uncle's Movement. Come on, man. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you that's guys come. Awesome. I'm going to put you in product. I'm going to take photos of you. Yeah. It's on. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, we're going to wrap it up again. This is some good stuff. Micah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, love to have you again on some time. If you got some, some, you know, new product or announcement or some kind of activation you're, you're involved with, you want to spread the word. We'd love to have you on to talk about it. Okay. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. For sure. For sure. All right, folks, if you really enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like, if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the show. So you get notifications when we publish new content. Um, again, I'm going to have all the websites and social media handles for unclesmovement.com on the show notes. So feel free to check it out and that's it guys. So we'll look forward to seeing you guys very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.